Welcome to the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. I am Dave sitting right alongside me. A mere 27 miles away is Steve. 27. And from parts unknown. Parts. <laughs> Jesus. Right, this is already stupid. The lovely and buxom Tracy. You know, I always get uh, April 21st and March 21st mixed up, and I never know which is the start of spring. And we are because the weather doesn't matter. Oh, I guess we're terrible. I guess we're going to keep going. Do you have anything else you want to add or can we start the damn show? It's March. Yeah, I know. Off and running on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. So if you listened last week, we were supposed to have a regular show last week. And Steve, I think you think I'm probably going to I'm about to give you shit because you were the one that couldn't do the show. I'm, I'm truly not. I'm about to give Tracy shit and I'll tell you why. So. Steve couldn't make the show. It was was last minute, but he couldn't make it, and that was fine. We've had this happen before, not only with Steve, but with others on the show who were also named Steve. But we've had this problem before, and we've gotten used to it as far as um, covering and figuring out what we were going to do. And so we were left with a decision, do Tracy and I record the show, or do we just put together some kind of best of? And so we decided best of with some new things in it. And if you want to listen to it, listen to it last week, because it's got a, a couple of new things in it that were fantastic. So... Tracy and I coordinate very quickly because we're sort of caught off guard and we decide, hey, we're going to put together this best of. And I said, man, I just don't know if I'm going to have time. My week is so ridiculously busy, which I'll get to in a moment. But I said to Tracy, I'm not going to have a lot of time. And Tracy said, well, how about if we split it? I'll do half and you do half. I said, that sounds great. So then as as we normally do, we just started riffing. We're like, hey, uh, how about we just don't even talk to each other about what the two halves are going to be? I'll just throw to you at the end of my segment and you do your segment, and if we have some some you know duplicate best of clips, that's okay. And I was worried that we actually would because Tracy and I have similar senses of humor when it comes to what we like and what makes us laugh and and all those things. So I was I was genuinely worried we were going to pick different clips. You or, zigged excuse me, and pick I the zagged. same same clips. I had no problem not picking the clips that Tracy picked because Tracy picked nothing but himself speaking. The entire second half best of for Tracy was nothing but what Tracy deemed as Tracy's well, well, funniest moments. One of the things that I really just wanted to do was make sure that we, I knew you weren't going to put anything with me in it because that's your style. But um, I, I, I just, I, I've just been so funny lately. I, I take, just really I take of... complete and total offense to that because I actually went out of my way to select best of clips where all three of us were represented well. If you go back and you listen to my segment of yeah. last week's show, it's mm-hmm. segments where all three of us, I, I'm not the typical blowhard that I am and I talk over mm-hmm. everybody. I actually went through and found ones where we have mostly equal. And I also tried to find clips where each of us had some kind of zinger, some kind of big moment, some kind of yeah. humor that they brought to it. And then I got a back half that was 20 minutes of Tracy. Wasn't it great? Cause it even had my minute in it. And then um, there was a little bit of someone else in the commercial. I don't know. It was one of the other guys on the show, but uh, what's, in- <laughs> what's interesting uh, about that is like, you- you'd think maybe like after 13 years off and on doing this show, and I only now just got my name into the rebrand, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's just, we're going to do this tonight. <laughs> so no, I, uh, th- that's, I don't know. I don't know why I chose it the way I did. And uh, the, the other I part I really myself. liked is when you said our first set of clips tonight and then you played 20 minutes straight of you talking and you ended the show. There was no second set of clips. There was one set of clips. But you made it sound as though there were going to be more things. And so I thought, well, okay, it's a lot of him talking, but maybe this is just the first while he's talking about how Yeah, I, I overpromised and underdelivered. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. Uh, clearly. A little bit. And uh I but, thought uh, that was part of the joke. I, I thought did. it was yeah. oh, okay, that's funny. I actually did but, too. That's how I took but, it. But yeah, I I I wanted to say how uh, how much I liked the uh, the best. I thought it was really good. The the new parts and and everything. I didn't notice that it was all Tracy in the second yeah. half because I, I I I liked it so much. I I don't I, I don't want it. I don't want this to be. I I can't do this here. I can't. <laughs> right. right. I can't. Yeah, we can't have ugly moments here. This is no. about. Uh, no. But I but I ended it with uh, just beautifully. So which we'll probably get to later. But. Um, Try not anyway. to put your arm there, Tracy. <laughs> the reason I couldn't get to a full best of this week is because this week was bonkers for me. So I had 
it's a crazy time at work. And I think it's going to be a crazy time at work for the next three years. So this is just now the norm and, and that's fine. And, and I enjoy what I do and it's okay. But what I have right now is, so we record on a Thursday. I'm getting up early, super early Friday morning. We head to a lacrosse tournament that's several hours away in Eastern Washington state. So I have the lacrosse tournament. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I come back on Sunday evening Monday morning, I get up at 4 a.m. to catch a flight to New York for business. I am in New York for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I fly back Thursday. I get late. I get home late Thursday night, and I wake up early Friday morning to go to a totally different Eastern Washington lacrosse tournament that is five hours away. And so now I have to get back in the car and drive five hours after being jet lagged from getting back from New York, and I'm there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I drive back Sunday evening and I go to work Monday morning. All I heard was Tracy and Steve are going to have to do the show on their own on Thursday. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I heard. Well, we too. did. I heard we had established of... that we had, I had already said I was going to be gone. So. so I'm guessing your destinations are somewhere probably near Yakima Valley and then Spokane. Well, one is, is ya- one is Yakima. One is tri cities. And so, yeah, okay. for those of you who don't know Washington state, it doesn't matter. I'm going over to the, the dirty, dusty, awful part of of washington and i'm going to live there for two weekends in a row but we love the p and our listeners from there we do we do adore you yeah no, and, i don't uh, really care about it's, it's unfair they the the apple crop and the culture that we get from that side of the mountains is important it's not apples anymore it's all vineyards now like the the apple orchards yeah. have been taken over by vineyards it is hops, everything's been and hops, and hops. sure yeah and a lot of what did i read i read that that most of the hops for the beer grown or beer brewed in the United States is from the Yakima Valley. Is that correct or incorrect? It's, it very well could be. I don't know. I, I, I think, but I think the point is apples used to be the staple apples and cherries were what that Valley was all about. And now it's, not, but it doesn't matter. People don't know where that is. So who gets Yeah. Now shit. it's just vineyards I, and cocaine. Just- well, if it's a lot of hops and, and you use a lot of hops to make IPAs, um, then you really you have a legit bone to pick with. Yeah, because Tracy like, hates IPAs. Yeah, they're making they're making far too many IPAs for yeah. Uh, for liking, but I had know. this thought, which is you know people talk all the time about midlife crisis and they crises and they give especially men a hard time about oh I, I saw you bought a sports car you going through your midlife crisis and what I realized is midlife is when you have the most shit going on you have the -hmm. bills and the mortgages and you share those with your significant other you have kids you have responsibilities you Mm -hmm. have your work Mm -hmm. at that point typically by that point you're pretty established in your career your career's in full swing you are knee deep in whatever it is that you do for a living Mm -hmm. so i just have a theory that it's not about i guess that is still a midlife crisis but for me i just want to get a really nice new car so that i can drive away from everybody so that i can just get away from it all and and get on a road somewhere by myself i I agree not only did do you you're because things are busy and there are more dynamics you have like yeah children that are their age for the first time you have aging parents in many cases yep and then so the other part of it is like all the baggage you've brought with you up to this point that you've really just not really dealt with so really that well, it's now being exploited. So every personality weakness you have is now being stretched. And so now, so you're thinking, I need a drug habit and a great car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and so that's not a midlife crisis. That sounds like a midlife solution to me. <laughs> give me some crushed, give me some crushed up Ambien and a Corvette. And I'm it's, I'm good. It's uh, it's hard to hard to think you guys aren't uh, aren't 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 taking some of this shit out on me right now. I'm just I'm just. Are you to... internalizing this? We we have a rule on the show: no internalizing. I also don't know how we would be taking this out on you. You haven't bought like a crazy car or anything. You're just you're just Steve. Like I I wouldn't I haven't classified anything you've done as a midlife crisis. Nor have I. Nor were any of those shots at you. I mean, I really was just thinking. And not a knock on my family either. I'm just thinking it would be great to get a really nice car, get in the goddamn thing, and just drive away from everybody, every everything that's going on in my life, and just drive. I don't mean I'm not coming back. I'm saying you're just, not heading to the store for smokes. No, just drive away for a little while, get on a nice 
drive Route 66 or something like that and just take a nice long just me trip where I don't have to think about anything. Nobody heard from Dave for yeah. seven <laughs> years. And, you know, last week I'm I'm, you know, in between I, I have a long layover in Omaha. I decide I'm going to go I'm going to go take in a take in a museum, maybe maybe grab a bite to eat. Short order cook behind the counter at the diner. Dave Johnson. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I, I, I told him he shouldn't have bought that Miata. Yeah. Missing an arm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, Steve, I want to get to what you did last week uh, or last two weeks, I guess, since you weren't here last week. But I wanted to share a quick story about a mutual friend that I'm not going to name by name, but hopefully you'll get who I'm talking about and the sort of smallish world that we live in. I was I, I don't drive anywhere. I'm basically a shut in now. And this is because I work from home and I don't really have to go anywhere. So the only reason I go somewhere is like, for example, we've started going back into the offices on Tuesdays. So I have to I have to get I have to physically leave my house, get in a car and go somewhere. So shower, you have to, you have to clean yeah, yourself. It's a yeah. whole thing. So I, I get in my car and I am no sooner out of my driveway when I see I have low tire pressure. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I, I stop the car at the top of the driveway. I get out and I walk around and sure as shit, the back rear passenger tire is low. You can tell. So fortunately for me, I'm not too far away from a Les Schwab. So I drive to the Les Schwab and I just I pull it in and I said, hey, I've got this tire this low. Just fill it up and we'll see if it if it gets low again. I'll bring it back in. So I go to work. Everything's fine. Sensors off. After work, come back out. Sensors back on. Tires low again. So I, I drive back to Les Schwab and I am, I you know, of course, there's always somebody who helps you. And he comes in. He says, hey, you got a screw in your tire. It's a pretty big screw. He shows me the screw. He's like, we can patch this, but your tire's real low. The tread on them is really low. I can show it to you if you don't believe me. I'm happy to show it to you. But I, I, you need new tires now. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, it had been a while. It was time. And so I said, yeah, let's go ahead and get some new tires. Go ahead and put them on there. So he leaves. And, and he, he, it was very obvious he had a girl that he was training. She was sort of following him around. She was the one sort of, you know, he was showing her how to use, like, the, the cash register, the computer, and things like that. So he goes out to start getting things ready. And she said, you know, you're in really great hands. He was, he's come up from Oregon. He's training to be moving into management He's one of the best mechanics I've ever worked with in my entire life. I would trust my daughter's car with him. She was really talking him up, which I thought was really nice. And I said, yeah, that's great. And she said, you know, Les Schwab, they, they treat the employees really well. There's a nice management track if that's something you want to do. And he's worked really hard over the years and worked his way up through the ranks. And I, I'm happy to see him get what he's getting. Why are you shaking your head? Oh, I know some Schwabby boys. I'm wondering who it's going to be. Okay, so, and I'm not going to name him by name. But uh, so I say, well, that's great. You know, one of the guys that I went to high school with and was really good friends with, he went to work for Les Schwab and he still works for Les Schwab to this day. And she and I said, he's down in the Oregon area. And she said, where's he at? And I said, Eugene. And she's like, I work down in Eugene. There's a there's a couple of locations, but uh, give me his name. So I gave her his name and Steve, the initials are DL. I gave the the name to her and she punched it in and. She said, oh, yeah, here he is. He's at the it was the other Eugene branch. So I don't I don't really know him. But that's great. And it was one of those like, yes, I know it's all tied to two states that are right next to each other. But it was just one of those like uh, small world moments where just by happenstance, the fact that she shared with me, this guy had moved up to move into management. We got on this subject. She So then this guy comes in and she said, hey, he knows so and so. And the guy said, I know so-and-so I worked with him and he described him to a T and I was like, yep, that's definitely him. He's, he's got some unmistakable traits. I was like, yep, absolutely. So we kind of talked about it and laughed about it and everything. And it was just a great story. Well, it wasn't that great of a story, but it was just neat that they knew this person I was talking about. But mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. I wanted to say is and I'm going to try not to, I try not to offend religions on the show. I really do because I'm very respectful of Believe whatever you want to believe, and I, I will support you on that, no matter what it is. Les Schwab is a little bit like the Mormons. In fact, it's a lot like the Mormons. I, there are comparisons between them, and I don't know that it's necessarily disparaging to the Mormons, other than <laughs> the first comparison I have, which is they're both kind of like a cult, from what I can tell. Like <laughs> Once you get into Schwab, you don't leave Schwab. Once you become a Mormon, you rarely stop being a Mormon. They're, so on that, they they tend to pull people in and, and keep them. And 
But they must have a great retirement plan. Right. But for Mormons, out, but I mean. outside of that, you know, I've I've done I've done I because of my job, I've had to do speaking engagements at uh, BYU. I've had a lot of interact. I've a lot of Mormons have worked where I worked, and I've been you know close with a lot of them. I, wow, you you know, you should take off those snowshoes. If you're going to do that much backpedaling, Dave. No, no, you're just no, because <laughs> listen to what I'm about to say. This is why the Schwab and Mormon comparison is. This is where it's all going to come full circle. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Okay, we're ready. Les Schwab, no matter how many times I go in there or who I talk to, I feel supremely confident that if Les Schwab tells me I need something, I never for a moment have that that nagging feeling of like, oh, they're trying to screw me over and get extra money. Like, I have dealt with Les Schwab yeah. so many times, and they have such a good reputation. And I'm the same way with the Mormon folks. They are, it's not my jam to not drink caffeine and not do all the shit that they don't do. I like doing a lot of the stuff that they don't like doing or don't allow to be done. But when you encounter a Mormon, when you work with a Mormon, when you're friends with a Mormon, no matter what they tell you, I am always like, I, I emphatically trust them because they're such good, wholesome, well-raised people that even when I would go to like BYU and I would talk to these students and they were young, they were in their 20s, they were about to go on a mission or whatever it might be, they looked you straight in the eye. You could tell there was honesty and sincerity in everything that they said. And so I'm sitting in Les Schwab and I don't know why, but this thought popped into my mind of like, Les Schwab and the Mormons have a lot in common outside of, I've never been sold a tire by a Mormon to my knowledge. I may have been sold a lot of tires by Mormons. I just didn't know because they didn't tell me they were Mormon. But I feel like the two are very closely related. Am I way off here, Steve? I feel no, like the, I've, I've always called them kind of like latter day tire sales. <laughs> I always have. I just uh, um, so I, Steve. I feel I like you were starting I... to give me shit. I feel like no, that was, was very. Just, I was just like, I was just like, oh, he's dancing on the edge right now. No, I feel like that was very <laughs> complimentary because what I'm saying is, I find the Mormons and the folks who work at Les Schwab both to be equally and highly trustworthy. Okay, that's you don't. That's, I, you know what I no, wish though. You I, I wish, and I am very, I, I'm very inviting. If anybody who comes to my door, and I don't, if you come to sell things, I consider that soliciting. Yeah. If you come to my door for any other reason, I'm okay with it absolutely okay but one of the things i would love if is less uh less swab came to my uh house to check on my tires are you the good news about your tires <laughs> yes that's what i want they're like have you considered upgrading the tread on your tires yeah yeah like, so steve you based on your reaction just a moment ago it's obvious, but I'm unclear on something. Which of those two do you emphatically not trust? Is it the Mormons or is it the Les Schwab tire people? It's I don't have a... That is the biggest Joseph McCarthy question you can ask. <laughs> Which one do you not like? Have you, you know, ever... I, oh, I can I, answer that question easily. I don't have a problem with either. I have, I have well, you no seem problem to. with either. You seem to, and I just don't know which one it is because I've had great experience. I do not have a problem with either, and I do not appreciate the. I do not appreciate the question. I will just say I've had great experiences with both, and I'm just curious which one you had a bad experience with. That's I all I'm asking. I had I had no bad experiences. I I have shopped at Les Schwab, um, and I. I, I am friends with many people of the LDS faith. I have no problem with either organization for for any reason. I my only concern was that I don't want to offend either of them. All That's right. all. Well, uh, when you're not hating Mormons, what'd you get up to last week? <sighs> so a couple of weeks ago, I told you, I told everybody about how my my son Zach was coming home from. New York and I was concerned about it. Yeah. Right. Um, because he had to, he had to come home by himself on a plane and he had to make a connecting flight and it was all night long. We, um, for us. So we waited up all night to make sure he got on his plane before we went to bed. So we, it was a late night and, and we were worried, but everything went fine. He made his connection and came home and he had a great time in New York, just a wonderful time. But He's in the car. He's talking. Um, he's 
talking, I talking said, Hey, you know, I got a, I got, uh, I got this itch on my finger. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty bad. It just kind of started showing up. It's pretty. <laughs> this is you. your kid because, <laughs> and I know this is your kid because how many times have I been with you in life where you, you say something to a random stranger, just like this. I got an itch on my finger and I look at you and say, Steve, what are you doing? Don't tell them about your itch. And you proceed to tell them all about. It. So this is your kid through and through. Please continue. Well, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm like, are you worried about it? And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, take take a look. And yeah, yeah, his finger is uh pretty, it's pretty red around the end, like around the nail, and then up the finger, and then up into his shirt sleeve. And I'm like, what'd you uh what'd you get to uh touching in New York there, boy? Like what, what, what's, what's going on? And he's like, well, I don't know. It, uh, it's, it's really itchy and it, and it, it kind of hurts a little bit. And, and he's like, he's showing me it's going up further on his arm. He's like, I think it, I think this, I think it could be like an infection or something. I'm like, yeah, might be an infection. Let's, you know, let's have your mom take a look at it. So, um, as we get home, he's telling us all about stuff. He's having someone and he's like, oh, and mom, I, I have this thing on my hand and, and he takes his, he takes his, you know, uh, long sleeves off and shows all the way up his arm. He's got this r- like big red streak going up his arm, and we're, and we're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so "Okay, yeah." Started at the finger <laughs> and went up to the elbow. What I'm no gathering no, here, almost to the shoulder, right? And it's and we're looking at it like, yeah, that that looks like a bit of blood poisoning. I mean, that is, that is like, did you just say butt blood poisoning? <laughs> Cause butt, I'm pretty butt, sure. Butt blood is butt blood poisoning. Um, my son has blood poisoning. <laughs> so. Well, like, wait, so no, what, for our listeners, right, not, right. not for me, but for our listeners, explain to me how you can diagnose, uh, blood poisoning. Well, we, I'm not a doctor. Did you use an app like when you try to identify a plant and then you're no. just like this rash? I've you just take a picture of a rash and then it tells you what it is. I've had it before um, at, on a very minor scale. And uh, and my wife is, has known people that have had it before where mm-hmm. when you get an infection, the um, it travels through the blood. The infection does. And when it, it legend says when it reaches the heart, the patient dies immediately. Um but so this, uh, this happens every time you come in contact with someone's butt blood. Uh, I, I can only assume so. Um, but this is, it's a bacterial infection. Um, okay. that, that happens. So, so, um, we're, we all make the decision. Well, let's go to urgent care and have it have, and, and take a look at it. So, um, now are you are you are you keeping Zach relatively calm? Are you just saying like, hey, let's? Oh, just... we didn't we didn't make a huge deal out of no, it. No, but it, very nonchalant. Like, hey, we should go get this. Che- let's go yeah, get this just, checked you out. You know, let's... we just go get it. We yeah, just, you've been you've been yeah. traveling. Let's. Ju- I do the same thing to my kids all the time, which is, you know what? It, it's fine. Let's just go. Maybe you need like a stitch. Like, let's just go see. Let's go talk to them and find out. And then 28 stitches later, I'm like, wow, that was a huge gash. I'm glad we got that. And like, what the hell, old man? Why didn't you say? (laughs) That was kind of the way it was because he, you know, in talking to him, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, when I fell asleep on the plane, it wasn't, it was just kind of on my hand, but now it's all the way up onto my, and I'm like, that's moving fast. Um, So take him down to the urgent care. And, you know, get him checked in and everything. I'm joking around with him as I'm filling out all the, uh, you know, paperwork. And, and the doctor comes in and takes a, takes a look at, yeah, what do we, what do we got going on here? And, and take, take, you know, the, the doctor's eyes kind of kick back, but, and doctors are trained to not do that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I see the doctor, doctor looks at me and, and, and uh, looks right at Zach and said, so, are you sure you weren't bitten by a cat? And Zach says, I was not bitten by a cat. You, you weren't not, there weren't any cats around. No, no, no cats around. I was just, I was in New York and, and, and I'm like, yeah, we weren't with him. We, we weren't with him to tell him to wash his hands. Yeah. We, you know, it's I, I, as soon as we got him home, we brought him right to you. Uh, you know, that, that was kind of how, and, 
Um, and covered like, your butt there. It wasn't a cat, right? And um, and I'm like, is there a is there a a diseased cat? Is this like the beginning yeah. of outbreak? Are we in a movie? Right. Like, is there a diseased cat that's traveling around New York biting people? And, that's and, yeah. And, and, that's and when the yes, doctor. Be, that's when the doctor called for 18 cc's of clean butt blood, ASAP. She said, "So um, we have a couple of uh, we have a couple things we could do um, to clean the butt blood. <laughs> um, we have a couple things that we could do right now. So I I'm going to put him on a couple of different <laughs> antibiotics. Um, but I think I think we might want to consider putting him on IV. And I'm like, what? And um, Zach looked at me like, what's that? And I'm like, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm thinking that's kind of a big deal. Um, they want to put him on IV <laughs> antibiotics." Um, so she's like, just to be safe. Um, and so she leaves and we're talking about it and I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm texting my wife and I'm like, Hey, so they think that we're going to have to do this thing. And, and, you know, and we might have to take them over here because they don't have the IV here. We have to go to a different place to do IV there. Um, she said to do it there instead of here. And it, it, it just like trying to coordinate all that. The doctor comes back in. And said, okay, so, um, so why, Wendy, Wendy didn't care enough about Zach to go with you, huh? Um, we know that they can't have multiple people in the room at the same time. And Wendy still was recovering with her leg. Favorite episode of Gunsmoke was on. There's a lot of, she had a lot of plates in the air. Gunsmoke. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it was the episode where, uh, Burt Reynolds was the blacksmith. (laughs) Oh, I love that one. That's great. (laughs) So, so, um, and that doesn't, they don't show that one all the time. Um, so we, so the doctor comes in and said, okay, so I just called, um, you know, the, you know, the attending specialist and said, if it's not a cat bite, (laughs) then we won't do IV right now. But she said, I do want to give him an, uh, like a antibiotic shot, um, a pretty strong one right now. And then I'm going to put him on two different kinds of um, oral antibiotics that he has to take four times a day for seven days, you know, one of them, and then another one twice a day. And, you know, they have all these extra, extra things that they need to do with these antibiotics and, and we're going to wrap it up and, you know, and, and it should be fine. Um, if this doesn't take care of it by tomorrow, if it doesn't start to go down, uh, bring him in and we'll do the IV thing. And I'm like, okay. But we thought it was really weird that they kept asking the cat question. Like they asked it so many times. Like um, I, I, I downloaded a little silhouette of a cat and I, and I, I held it up to Zach and I said, you weren't bitten by something with this shape. <laughs> and I, I held it up and he's like, no, no, no. And um, so they gave him the shot. They get, and, and I went and I got this massive amount of pills and brought them home. And, and for, for uh, you or for him? Uh, a little, little for me, a little for him. Uh, and uh, something for the cat, too. Did yeah. you guys go to a vet? Yeah, uh, yeah we, di- we didn't. Um, and he said, You know, I did see a rat. And I'm like, That's no. You, yeah. because you, no bit by a cat. You, it doesn't matter if you saw a rat, it, whatever. Um, so he, uh, so he had, he, he brought back a little, uh, little contagion. From, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so he's, he's, he's doing okay now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing okay now. I mean, he, he was a little off. Um, part of it was the, you know, the length of the flight and, and how much time he was awake. But uh, I know that that much, you know, that much antibiotic is, yeah, gonna... that, that'll make it feel pretty crummy. Well, I, for I'm sure. headed to New York next week. So I look forward to getting the, uh, don't get, don't pet any cats for right. goodness sake. Yeah, look, for sure. I look forward to the butt blood infection that I'm going to get mm-hmm. and bring back with me. Tracy, what'd you get up to last week? Well, I, uh, I discovered, uh, that, uh, I have an interesting relationship with my uh, garbage company that I wasn't in, anticipating. And it's a familiar one because, I've lived here in my house for 15 years and I put my garbage can, the same one, by the way, in the same place. And the, our garbage company waste management does a great job. They, uh, yeah. they come and they pick it up. It's, you know, that's kind of what I'm counting on them to do. Just come to the house and, and, and pick up the garbage and take it away to a place that's not my house. That's of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I really, that's what I want. 
but then in this year, you know, like the end of 2021 and in throughout 2022, about every six to eight weeks, they just don't pick it up. And so we call and sometimes they're like, oh yeah, we'll send someone out. And sometimes they do. And the driver that they send out like a couple of days later, he looks like he hasn't like been on a route for maybe yeah. 11 years. He's like the retired cop, you know, the, I guess. Retiring. Yeah. He's, was it the, the Barney Miller, the, the guy that always was in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, Abe Bogota. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Abe picking up the garbage. And so I always know like they're, they're sending him out a couple of things before he goes out to retire. Well, this, this last week, they didn't pick up my garbage again. So, uh, so I, I was working and so my wife, uh, she contacted them as she often does and says, uh, hi, would you come pick up our garbage? And they're like, um, yeah, sure. And then they didn't. And so then, um, but it's okay because they have another opportunity within a week to come pick up the, the garbage. Yep. And they don't. And what's interesting about this is that the, I, now I, I go ahead and I give them a call because my wife has been really busy and just her work's been nuts. And so Hang I on, contact just, them. Just for, I'm sorry, just for some real quick context here. Tracy does not live out in the sticks. He's not out in the boonies out in the middle of nowhere. He is in a, a very nice housing development in a very well-traveled part of town. Meaning this is not, this is not yeah, like a truck. I, I live in near in the corridor yeah, that I, you would, you would call that. And so I'm between two interstates and, uh, you know, just a kind of a, it's a d heavy density area. Kind and a, gar of, a garbage. Just, it's not like a garbage truck has to chain up to get to you like that. You're, you're on a flat level surface. You're in a neighborhood. It is, it, this is very easy to get to. Yeah, and my neighbor, it's not like my neighbor, it's not like my whole street, like nobody picked it up. It's just like I'm at the end of the street and they just didn't get mine. And right. it's like, and I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, like, it's it's fine. I just I don't know. So I I I I call them and I and they're like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, yeah, I just want to see if I can get my uh, garbage delivered. And they're you do all the you you know, verification, they want your social security number and everything, you know. Then I give it, of course, I turn that over right away. And then uh, they said, yeah, the, the driver's log said he wasn't, uh, that the, uh, the the can was not out. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, they missed it last week too. And it's been sitting in the same spot since they didn't bring it the last time. In fact, I'm I'm looking out my window at that lonely can sitting yeah. out on the curb where it hasn't left. And there, yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you have the types of curbs that it's like it's squared off or is it the rolling? It's square, squared off. It's squared off. Okay. I don't know if that matters, but I recently got a piece of information from our waste management that our cans should. This, oh, my God. We're old. This, we should not be talking about where our Garbage I, I also, I'm not quite sure. Speaking of angles of curbs and things, I'm not sure what your angle here is, Steve. I'm curious. Are you about to defend waste management here? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. But there's confusion in my neighborhood as to where the cans are supposed to go. And we were literally given a mailer from the garbage, the sanitation people about where your cans are supposed to be sitting. And I haven't done that for five years, right? My cans have been sitting on the sidewalk and they've come and they've picked up the cans. They've, they've come and they've done, they've done it. And, but I read in the thing, it said, no, it's not supposed to be like that. That's really hard for them to get that. It has to be down off the curb and in the street where you would park the car. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now that's, that's how I do it. I'm wondering if it's the case that there's probably a new driver that um, is, like this is a big pet peeve of theirs that it's not the letter of the law. Like the, our drivers don't yeah. give a shit, right? It, but, it, it could very well be. And so on, in, in, at the end of the day, like I'll allow him all the freedom he wants to like, you know, just curse our names as he drives by, just get the garbage yeah. while you do it. It's, I don't, I don't need him to be my friend, but uh, so it's interesting. So they're like, yeah. And I go, well, the driver's log is not exactly right. I'm just trying to be nice. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll look at this. It's like, and the garbage doesn't get, so they'll, we'll send someone out the next day. Next day comes, they, they don't come pick it up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, 
no, no again. And so they're like, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, we, uh, we picked it up and I'm like, yeah, you see, that's the thing. I'm looking at the garbage now and it's still sitting there. And so if you had picked it up, I guess I, I'm not an expert on this, but I'd expect it to be gone. You I mean, it's like, I don't know, like, how would I be confused yeah. about this? And so then I realized what it is. Waste management is like my 16 year old son. This okay. is what this is like. Cause I'm if, like, if Hey, he was a Mormon who sold tires. Keep going. Per, exactly. So I'm like, Hey, did you do this? And he's like, yeah, no, yeah, I did. But now nah, you didn't, you right. didn't. I told you to right. do it. You said you were going to do this tomorrow. So tomorrow's today now. And you still didn't do it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll get out there. So they're like, they're doing this. Yeah. We'll send a driver yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Next day, it's still sitting there. So finally, he's they they they're gonna strike me a deal. They said, "Hey, we're gonna come pick up your garbage free of charge." I'm like, "This is great. This what? is fantastic." Because what a coincidence! I wasn't going to pay for it anyway. Yeah. So we're <laughs> both getting what we want. And so they're like, "Okay, we'll come get it this Thursday." And I go, "Another great coincidence, because garbage day is Thursday, and this will be the day you come pick it up two weeks after the day." You should have picked it up in the first place. Yeah. You're like, well, no, we won't charge you for extra. Extra because you didn't pick it up. Yeah. Well, it's nice of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm just realizing, like, it's not like they are my 16-year-old son. Yeah. I right. just realized yeah. it. And yeah. so next time I'm going to talk to them, I'm going to give them an incentive. I'm going to say, hey, hey, champ, you've been a good, good garbage company. You've been good. And you missed this one. It's no big deal. And uh, let me just tell you, I'll take you out for ice cream <laughs> if you get the garbage this week. Tracy takes the sanitation department out for ice cream. Tra Tracy and Abe Vigoda at Baskin Robbins having an ice cream. Th this is I, I see it now. I'll be like, hey, you know that video game you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. Just work a little harder yeah. on this. Just let's let's get it for you. This is better than Tracy takes the county's cell phone away. I, I, yeah, I will say this, uh, just like anything else, technology has started to work its way into garbage collection as well. I went paperless a long time ago, so I have a little portal that I log into to see how much I owe and when and all, and I can check on it. But one of the things that the waste, I, I think we're all waste management, right? Because uh, I, I don't really know of another game in town. But <clears throat> one of the things that waste management does is when you log into the portal, there's like a bright red exclamation mark that will show up on your messages. Like you've got a very important message. And when you click on it, it said there's a whole list. I could I could pull it up now, but it says like you have an incident from March 2nd, 2022. And if you click on that, all of these trucks now on the arms where they pick up the garbage, they have little cameras mounted on them now. And they make it sound like you have an incident, red exclamation mark, and then you click it, and it's that there was an extra box that was broken down and folded up, leaning against the recycle bin. Like, and they charge you for like they charge extra for any little extra thing like that. So now they have photographic evidence of the thing that they're charging you extra for, so that you can't say, like, I didn't have an extra box. You just picked up the guard. Like, they they've gone far enough with the tech to be able to do that. I don't understand why they wouldn't be able to, Tracy, to your point. How about you just take a picture of the empty garbage can and send that to me and let and show me the photographic proof that's on all of your trucks that you picked up my garbage like you claim you did. Yeah, I don't think they trust my driver with any technology. <laughs> yeah, right. So, right. yeah, he's yeah. He, the, his uh, garbage truck is right out of uh, a Curious George book. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> It's uh, anyway, I'm, I'm hopeful that I can kind of repair this uh, relationship I have uh, with waste management and, and be a better father. All right. Anything else from you? Nah. All right. Quick break on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. We'll be back right after this. Hello, nature lovers. I'm here to tell you about a wonderful new recording from Das Records. It's called... Tracy Green does exotic birds, and it's how I relax after a stressful workday. Just listen. The white speckled dovetail. Caw! 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 The Midwestern three-footed finch. Eee! Eee! The Icelandic rubber beak. 
They're beautiful creatures, aren't they, folks? And now, for a very limited time, you can get them all on one disc brought to you by DOS Records. Here are a couple more samples of the serenity you'll experience. The blue-tailed pelican. Uh, pee-pee. The Peruvian two-toed parakeet. Life is stressful. Why not let Tracy take you on a flight to the far reaches of this great planet with some of the most beautiful bird calls you'll ever hear? The stiff-nippled Nordic robin. The fire-faced French owl. Uh, look, I'm an owl. If you're like me, you'll lose yourself in the calm that is Tracy Green does exotic birds. Act now, and we'll throw in Tracy Green does farm animals at no additional charge. Okay, I'm not doing any farm animals. Look, some of you skipped the last show because it was a clip show, but we don't do typical clip shows anymore. We're more savvy, and we've heard from you. Look, we put original content into every episode now, and we bring hardcore entertainment straight into your ear canals, and your eerie canals, and in some cases, birth canals. We podcast our hearts out for you, and you still decided to skip the last episode. I even closed the show on an unofficial sentimental mission statement that would warm the heart of your cold and overbearing mother, but you still didn't listen. Fine. I get it, but we're back this week and we're rolling strong. Every C-list celebrity out there has a podcast these days. You do not and will not find the type of dedication that we give you from these Hollywood types. We're hungry and we're full of piss and vinegar. This has been Tracy's weird way of thanking our listeners. Minute. Our listeners are also incredibly smart. I tried to like... Even with the title of the show, I didn't put any, like, it doesn't say best of or anything like that, but the description does, and the moment you start listening to the show, you know it's a best of, and to your point, Tracy, like... They're, they're smart. They, they've gotten smarter. Yeah, I think I, when we first started, yeah, there was a there was a lot more dumb ones. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I made the analogy even on the best of show about a best of album that you might buy from your favorite band and how there's a couple of extra tracks on there. And sometimes they're great. And sometimes they're not. I specifically think of primal scream from Motley Crue's best of that sure. was a fantastic track. Uh, so, but they can be hit or miss. Sometimes they are the fillers that weren't put on albums and they just sort of stick them or on. Animal they, from wasp. And it was just not suited yeah, for the, yeah, for the they full just, album. They, they've got them recorded uh, laying around. So uh, I personally love best of albums. I love, and I also, there's a couple of podcasts I listen to. I love listening to best of clips because, or best of shows because it's, it's a chance for me to catch up. They typically secure the favorite moments or procure the favorite moments from the show and they play. And it's always a lot of fun. The only thing I can assume is people knew the second half was going to be nothing but Tracy and therefore didn't listen. To the, that's That's the only thing. I, that's it's the really only, only conclusion the natural conclusion yeah. you could assume. Yes. Yeah. Or, or it is literally just a thing where, I know I've made this analogy before, and I know you guys are sick of it, but when C.C. DeVille was booted out of Poison, something mm-hmm. about Poison changed. The dynamic changed. It wasn't the party band that everybody remembered. It, it, something something was off. When we had a drummer fill in for Steve over a summer, uh, it was not it was not Longshot. It was not, and I know you all know Longshot, the band that Steve and I play in. I'm 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 acting as though you know people don't know this, but of course they do. When Longshot. W- when Steve left the band for a little while because of his drug issues and we had the guy fill in mm-hmm. for us, it was not the same. And so I wonder if people just, they love the dynamic of the three of us together. And when in this case, CC DeVille was out last week, yeah. uh, they're, they're just again for drug problems. It, it takes a while. And yeah. I, I mean, we might shuffle this lineup for a while before we finally settle on our Tommy Thayer, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it takes a while. It's not easy. Right that, back to kiss. Right back that, to kiss every time. Wow, wow. you weren't going to go Vinnie Vincent on that. <laughs> it's going to be 
Okay. <laughs> wow, that 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 made him mad. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, let's 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 move on before there's more kiss analogies and find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Brennan Fire Department and Quilcene Fire Rescue responded to the top of Mount Walker near the north parking lot. Initial reports that a female in her 40s had fallen into a vault toilet. The patient states that while using the toilet, she dropped her cell phone down into the vault. She then attempted to dismantle the toilet and retrieve it. After disassembling the seat and housing, she used her dog's leash to try to fish it out. Eventually, she took the leashes to uh, help support her, which failed, and she slid in and fell into the vault mm-hmm. head first. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that thing is gone. I was gonna say two quick things. So one is if your if your phone goes into a pit toilet, you don't have a phone anymore. You go to your nearest phone dealer and you get a new phone because that phone is dead. It's gone forever. And I don't care if that if you bought that phone with your last dime. I I truly don't care. You got to find a way to get a new phone, or you just don't have a phone. That's how dire that that situation is. Tracy, when you said that she attempted to fish it out with the dog's leash. <laughs> made me think I'll, I'll be brief. Uses no no but there's a there's an episode of everybody loves raymond that i absolutely love where uh robert the older brother screwing around with ray's ring while he's in the bathroom at a hotel and he flicks it down the uh, the vent of the hotel and then to try and fish it out he takes his belt off and then he takes i think a milky way and he breaks the milky way in half and he uses the prong from the belt and he puts it through the milky way so that the caramel's hanging out the end, and then he tries to fish the belt down through the vent, thinking that the Milky Way caramel will stick to the ring, and he can pull it back up out again. Ray goes to the bathroom. When he comes back out, all he knows that has happened is his brother is now holding a belt with a half a Milky Way hanging from it over the vent on his hands and knees. So it's just the scene. But that's what it made me think of, Tracy, is just imagine walking in on <laughs> this woman. Not that you just walk into a locked bathroom, but imagine walking in on her and seeing her dog sitting in the corner patiently her with a completely disassembled toilet and the dog's leash down in the toilet fishing for something yeah yeah i just that you're just not thinking ahead i mean because as soon as you get that back and you clean that off and then every time that's up by your face yeah. you're just like mm. so after 15 to 20 minutes of attempting to get her out um, she used her phone uh, to eventually call 911. Uh, the crews made Good a news. makeshift she found her phone. platform. So the phone came in handy after yeah. all. Yeah. She's like, it's on speakerphone. I don't want to put it near my face right now. So the crews made a makeshift cribbing platform for passing them uh, down to the patient and making it tall enough for her to stand on. Uh, the crew uh, pulled the victim to safety. Uh, the patient states that she was uninjured and requested no transport. Uh, the patient was washed down and given a uh, Tyvek suit to wear. I have I have done the thing before where I've had like the phone sitting next to me on the kitchen counter while I'm cooking something and I'm looking at the recipe on the phone and just a little spatter from the sauce or whatever gets on the phone and you just you lick your finger and then you kind of wipe off the little spot that got on your phone. Mm-hmm. I think I would have that same habit while standing in the pit toilet covered in shit. I would look down at it, trying to call authorities. Yes. And I would just naturally lick got, my the finger. The screen's got a little <laughs> thing on it. Just let me. Oh, is that? Oh, it's corn. All right. <laughs> Our second story, a kindergarten class in Michigan accidentally consumed tequila during oh, yeah. a snack time. Yeah, they did. According to local news reports, one of the kids brought a bottle of ready-to-drink Jose Cuervo margaritas to Grand River Academy uh, in her backpack, according to the news outlet. Uh, several students drank it. One kindergartner felt woozy and another a little dizzy after having four or five sips from Dixie Cups. I ate the worm in Mrs. Walton's kinder class. <laughs> and it was great. It's a it's a shirt. That looks yeah. like it. it's a <laughs> little handprint on it. <laughs> Who wants to do some finger painting? 
Who wants to finger paint? Hey, you, you want to finger paint, Skyler? You, you know Skyler. Skyler. <laughs> hey, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go to kindergarten. Skyler. I didn't go to kindergarten either. <laughs> <laughs> the kindergartners who drank the margaritas told their parents that they thought it was juice, but the kindergartner who initially bought the drink in knew that it was alcoholic. The girl poured it in her cup and she drank it. And the girl ended up telling her what it was. And she went on and told the teacher, there's always a narc, that there is liquor in this cup. And the teacher gave her a funny face. Uh, in a statement, the uh, school said faculty called poison control when they learned the children had been drinking margaritas. <laughs> Oh. The, the uh, this will be a, this story isn't going to translate well on the podcast. But when my daughter was very young uh, and going to kindergarten, uh, she my wife walked her down to the bus stop. They they all the kids, all the neighborhood kids met on the same corner. They waited for the bus. The bus came and picked them all up. So they get on the bus. My daughter maybe it was first grade because she she was able to like roll the window down. She knew enough. It wasn't like she was a starry eyed kindergartner kid, but. She knew enough to roll the window down. She was talking to my wife out the window, and my wife was saying, you know, have a great day at school. And uh, Lily said something like, you know, I love you, Mom. What are you going to do? And she said, well, I'm going to go in the house and relax. And this is like 8 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. And my daughter made the the tippy gesture, like going to booze it up a little bit. And then she did the, like, wobbly, like, crossed her eyes and did the, the drunk wobble. <laughs> And all of the other neighborhood parents were standing on the corner with my wife. And she said, I just wanted to crawl into the shrubs and die. And I said, so did you, did you go back and have a little booze to forget about the whole situation? Just a little something to take the hurt away. A little splash. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little, just a little nip. Back to you, Tracy. Speaking of hurt. Yeah. Our next story, Devon Smith was expected to be one of the top running backs for the Pittsburgh Maulers and the USFL in general for the league's 2022 season. Instead, he isn't suiting up for any team at all. The Maulers released Smith quietly in early April and replaced him with former Michigan State and Tennessee running back Madre London. Now, why did Pittsburgh part with a player that was expected to be its leading rusher? Well, during the United by Football, a documentary about the lead-up to the start of the USFL season. It was revealed that Smith's release stemmed from him requesting pizza at the team hotel instead of chicken salad. Well, duh. I mean, that's a... I think if there's a valid reason to be cut from a team, you try and order... Pizza. You try and order pizza on chicken salad night... You don't belong on this team. I mean, that's it's yeah. it's very simple. Apparently, they were all supposed to be getting chicken salad. And Dude, I think and, we and... all remember Lou Holtz's big speech around pizza and chicken salad day. And I don't understand how anybody after this many years can continue to make that mistake after that. Famous yeah, there's speech. the famous Gipper speech. Yeah. There's uh, Vince yeah. Lombardi. Sure. There's so many of yep. these in, in the chicken salad. It's yep. just it's almost he was asking for it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, you need to know. It sounds like a Robert Frost poem, Vince Lombardi and the chicken salad. <laughs> so Mahler's coach, Kirby Wilson, said he crossed the line. So Kirby. we had to deal with it. Kirby Wilson. If that's not a football name, I don't know what it is. If that's not an old grizzled football coach name, I don't know what it is. So if you think the statement sounds like an overreaction, just wait until you see the way that the Maulers chose to deal with it. As revealed in the document documentary, Wilson and John Peterson, the USFL's director of football operations, called Smith into a hotel room for the meeting. And at the meeting, Wilson told Smith he was letting him go because of the pizza incident, and uh, at which Wilson didn't go into uh, great detail later. But... Um, yeah, but we've all seen the there's that HBO series called Hard Knocks and they pick a different NFL team each year and each year they go through training camp and it's always the same thing. Like you go into the coach's room and the coach always says the same thing, which is, hey, John, I, I think you know why you're here. And they say, yeah, and they kind of hang their head. I feel like this is that exact case of like, you know why you're here. And he's like, yeah, the the chicken salad pizza thing. Yeah, it's the chicken salad pizza thing. Like, you know, we can't keep you after that. I felt, I feel like it was probably a, a gentleman's like agreement of like, yeah, I get it. I screwed up big time. There's no coming back from this. And they just parted ways and moved on. 
what kind of pizza was it? Like if it was chicken salad pizza and he was just like trying to find a better vehicle to get the chicken salad <laughs> into it. That's, uh, I'll do pizza. some more investigation <laughs> on that. Sounds so can you gross. put chicken salad on my pizza? <laughs> Sounds so yeah. gross. We can do anything. <laughs> Our final story, a 420-pound gorilla in Chicago's Lincoln Park Zoo is so addicted to smartphones that he didn't even notice another gorilla attacking him. Zookeepers have been forced to employ measures to stop people from showing their iPhones to Amare, the eastern lowland gorilla, as he is apparently fixated on taking selfies and watching YouTube videos. Somebody give me a frame of reference here, Steve. Maybe you know. I don't know. 420 pounds for a gorilla. Is that average? Is that a big gorilla? I, I have I someone hold a nickel up to the gorilla for me. What size that's is that? That's that that is a decent sized gorilla. Okay. That's a that's a good size. That's a, that's a good size gorilla. All right. Who that, I mean then they're they, so they they won't appear to be like a 400 pound person, right? They they are a lot. They're very dense. Their bones and their and their muscles are very very dense. Um, so they're going to appear. They're they're not going to look like it's going to be like when you pick up you know when you pick up a big bar of gold. Yeah. Right. Always. Yeah. And and it's a it's a hell of a lot heavier than it should be. That's kind of like a gorilla. Is that is that what your kid paid for his car service with? Big bar of gold. He only had he only had bars of gold. That's all. He, that's all he had. We don't trust him with his own bank card. Uh, and and Tracy, does it say what the gorilla was addicted to? Like, is this Angry Birds? Is this uh, Candy Crush? Like, what's the gorilla's jam? Um, basically, the the camera and YouTube videos, oh. uh, pretty much. No, nothing that's trending. It kind of is uh, into documentaries. Dude, perfect. It's all. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, just he, basically he, documentaries and First Amendment audits. But uh, uh, if uh, 30, uh, 30 stone uh, is what uh, 420 pounds in, is that that gives you a kind of an indication duh. for our UK yeah. audience. Yeah. He, the gorilla loves OnlyFans. Just on that, OnlyFans I'm, all day. I'm telling you that gorilla is about 30 stone. <laughs> he's 30 stone if he's an ounce. I'm telling you. That's, that's a big damn gorilla. Officials have built a buffer zone with a rope to stop visitors from showing Amare their screens through a glass uh, partition after Amare was charged by a rival gorilla but was uh, distracted uh, by other zoogoers' devices. They're worried Amare could be bullied for his love of screens, which he uses to look at photos of people's families, pets, and even pictures of himself and other gorillas doing it. Yeah, he's going to get bullied. The only thing that could make this worse is if he uh, orders chicken salad on pizza day. That's, uh, yeah, that's, and which, uh, honestly, the Chicago's Lincoln Park Zoo has uh, pretty strict rules on that. Yeah. So that's the news, fellas. All right, we are, we're, we're this is, I, I tell you guys this every week, and I mean this, we're absolute pros. We're the most pro pros that I know, because we're mm -hmm. right at about an hour once we throw the commercial in, once things are all wrapped up here and put the put the end song on this thing, we are pretty much there. And uh, so next week, <laughs> if Steve's CC, I'm just wondering which member of Poison I'm going to be, because I'm, I'm out next week. So am I, I I'm, I'm leaning towards Bobby Dahl. I was going to say Bobby Dahl. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. That, that's a tough comparison, but I think it's, that's appropriate. I said case. it myself, and, and I was fine with it when you guys say it, because he's far and away the most useless member of Poison, and now you make me feel bad when you say it. It's okay if I claim to be Bobby Dahl. No, everybody goes Brett Michaels, though. I mean, you're definitely the Brett Michaels, but Bobby Dahl is way more funny to say. <laughs> right, yeah. Bo Bobby Dahl is so much more fun to say. <laughs> So tune in next week for way less poison references because it's going to be these two jokers and Tracy will talk about himself and kiss the whole time. I'll be out next week. I'll be back the following week. Uh, until then, Tracy, anything from you? Yeah, I am working on a number of uh, original segments uh, that deal entirely about me and the things I think and my own voice. I can't wait. Steve, anything else mm -hmm. from you? I think next week, Tracy, you and I need to uh, work up only analogies for a band that neither one of us really cares for. And I think the band should be King Crimson. Okay. You're on. <laughs> okay. Boy, if that doesn't make you tune in next week, nothing will. All right. For Steve, for Tracy, for King Crimson, and for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve show with Tracy.
How do you organize an astronomer's party? You plan it.